Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast, a podcast for new and aspiring leaders within the transportation and logistics industry. I'm your host, AP, and along with Matt Loggins, we have over 20 years of combined experience within the transportation and logistics industry. But more importantly, we're young, hungry, and nimble, and we've used that to our advantage to navigate, advance, and grow in an ever-changing industry. So without further ado, here is the Driving Force Podcast. Welcome to the Driving Force Podcast. Matt and I are very excited to have our guests on today with us. Yes, AP. Today, we're going to dive into marketing and how it impacts transportation. Yes. Uh, so Patrick McFarlane is the Director of Marketing at ITS Logistics in Reno, Nevada. He graduated from the University of Nevada, Reno, and has over 20 years of experience in marketing, including the past five in transportation marketing. I believe his journey, his experiences, and lessons he's learned could really benefit our audience. Yeah, Patrick, thanks again for, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to be with us today. Absolutely. Well, thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. I love what you guys are doing, and I'm happy uh, happy to be a part of it here uh, early on in the process. Uh, so, Pat, so walk us through your journey into marketing, specifically coming out of college uh, and what your mindset was at the time. Sure, man. This uh how, how long have we got? I got a couple hours here or what? Well, I'll tell you what. So, so first off, I was I was born and raised in Alaska. I started uh, started off uh, my first two years of college there in, in Anchorage, Alaska. And much like a lot of a lot of young people, I had no idea what I wanted to do yet. I started out in business administration. Didn't didn't know what I was going to do, but I thought somehow, some way, I'm going to be involved in business. Maybe run a business. We'll see. And that worked out pretty well for me. I had a, had a good time in college. You know, much like a lot of young people, it didn't be too much too much of a good time. But uh, that was going well until my second year of accounting classes. And man, did I realize that was not going to be a strength for me. Also about that time, a good friend of mine transferred down to uh, to University of Reno, Nevada and um, had a great time. And it's like, hey man, that sounds good. I'm going to get out of Alaska. It's all I know. I'll go try something new, something different. So I transferred down to, to Nevada and I started off uh, at the journalism school. I went from, from business administration to journalism. I'd always been a strong writer. I'd always been pretty creative. So I thought that would be a, a good match. So I started down that path and I focused on advertising as a sequence. And I, I kind of um, became a t- teacher's assistant for some of the design classes and eventually started working in the, the labs there to help other kids with their design projects. So totally unintentionally, I, I became a graphic designer. And uh, before I graduated, I had to complete an internship. And uh, I worked at a little little advertising agency called Greg Mason Advertising Arts. And uh, they had about 10 people give and take here and there. And um, I did a really good job there. And he hired me um, before I even graduated. So I, I I thought I had it made. I was, I was winning, right? Like I haven't even graduated yet. Don't have a degree, and I already got a job in my in the, the, the field I've chosen. So, so that's kind of how I started as a graphic designer. Um, and I got to, I, I learned so much. That the cool thing about working at a small company is um, you learn to kind of be a jack of all trades. You learn to jump in and do a little bit of everything. So that was a pretty valuable lesson there, and I, and I loved it. I had a great time. Was that encouraged, or is something that you you really put yourself out there because of the the, the environment that you were in? No, def- definitely the environment. It's uh, it was it was a small company, but we had opportunities to grow every time you bring on a new customer, a new client. So then you kind of get to learn new things. You get pushed. You kind of get stretched, and uh, and sometimes you fail, and sometimes you do good, and, and that's kind of how you grow. So it was a it was a great environment for for that kind of personal growth and professional growth. So I did that for a while, and then um, and then I had another opportunity to go and join, um, kind of take that next step up in my career and go work in marketing for a healthcare organization. 
in Atlanta local hospital here. So it was really cool too. And they, they initially got me because uh, they gave me a blank check. Go, hey, we're going to start off this little internal office. And because they had been using an agency to do a lot of the marketing and advertising, they're going to kind of bring it in house. And that's the impetus behind hiring me. So, so I got to go buy it brand new giant laptop and a big computer screen and you know, I got a video camera and a camera and I got this poster printer and all this stuff and it was awesome and um, and then I worked in healthcare for five years and I tell you what man I learned I learned so much there because it was such a different industry I mean heck there, there was a time when my, my office was actually in the main hospital area and so I, I did I did healthcare for five years and, and something I really learned in that place uh, in the five years there I think we had three different CEOs three different leadership groups ownership groups and uh, I think I had four different directors of marketing that I reported to in my five years. How, how so? How hard was that to to deal with? That's that is what I learned there. How to be adaptable. <laughs> how to how to change. How to roll with the punches. So it, it's it's 100% great lesson and something I've, I've been able to, to rely, look back on for, for every ever since then. But I had some really good people that I worked with and, and they, honestly, they, they continued to push me, um, eventually started training me to, to in leadership roles, which was awesome. Loved the support. But uh, but after five years, I kind of woke up one day and I was like, you know, uh, I'm about to be in management in healthcare. Like, is that, is that my passion? Is that what I always wanted to do with my life? And I, I had to be really honest with myself and it, and it wasn't. Um, it was a great opportunity. I love working there, but it, it wasn't my passion. And then I was lucky again. And then I had another opportunity to uh, to go and, and join uh, higher education and go back and actually work at the university that I got my degree from at the University of Nevada Arena. And they hired me in the um, alumni relations, basically the, the money raising arm of the university. Somebody's got to make money there, right? So, so yeah, so it was the foundation alumni relations. And I became the art director for Nevada Silver and Blue Magazine, which was their, their big quarterly publication that they put out. Now to, to go back just a little bit, because I think you, you touched on a point that we explored in our last podcast, which, which was which is finding things that give you juice. And and my question to you would be, how did you realize that going into management uh, in the hospital setting, you know, what was third that emotion, you know, what would cause you to realize that that wasn't going to be what you ultimately wanted to be to be? That's a good question. I think, I think it's honestly, I think it was more than anything was a gut feeling. It wasn't a, it wasn't a two plus two equals four type situation. It was just kind of a gut feeling. It's like, I probably could have stayed there for a really long time, done well and been happy. And I, I enjoyed the company and the people I worked with, but the, the passion wasn't there. Like I didn't get up in the morning and go, yeah. It felt, it felt like work, right? It was, it was a job, right? Just kind of a gut feeling that it's, I, I, I knew it wasn't, it wasn't super passionate about it. And and, and I, I joked, in fact, so when I did go and join uh, the, the higher education at the University of Arena, my president, the guy that was a, in charge of that division, I joked with him. I was like, hey, apparently I'm on a five-year track. Like I did five years in college. I did five years in advertising. I did five years in healthcare. Probably going to be here for five years. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's me. Maybe it's my problem. So yeah, and then, and what a great place to work at. I learned so much there. I mean, first off, it's a massive, I mean, there's 20,000 plus, you know, kids. Um, there's uh, thousands and thousands of faculty. So many, I mean, there's engineering and there's education and journalism and there's so much the athletics department there was just so much there the, the quarterly publication that I was the art director for it's like boy it was something new every every quarter so that maybe that change I was looking for that something new all the time I had that in spades and uh, and I actually made it there seven and a half years and it was cool to be at the university it was just a very vibrant lively setting you know young people learning just a lot going on so that was that was a great place for me and again I learned so much I had always done freelance work on the side you know a little consulting marketing advertising graphic design and one of my freelance customers um, was a little company called ITS logistics and to be honest 
I, I do I do an ad form here. I might do a banner there, brand of truckers, you know, little things, little project work from time to time. And I knew enough about them to help them do the little project pieces I was doing, but didn't really understand logistics, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Didn't really get it. So so they kept growing, right? They were getting bigger and bigger. And it was three local, three local guys started the company, grew it from literally a little startup um, in 15 years. And uh, and at one point, uh, the, the CEO of the company took me out to lunch and he hit me up and he's like, hey man, we're really growing and we need to, we need to start worrying about our marketing a little bit more and our branding and all that. And uh, you know, if we were to bring that internal, what would that look like? So we, we kind of had a conversation about it. And then at the end of the conversation, he's like, well, hey, if we were gonna do this, would you be interested? And I was like, oh yeah, you guys are awesome. Sure, let me, let me know if you go down that path. Didn't hear anything for a while. What, it, what I didn't know is behind the scenes, they were um, looking for a private equity firm to come in and, and kind of take over part of the company so they could get that cast infusion because they, they saw the growth potential. They were, they were the owners of the company, it was all their money. So they wanted to invest their own personal interests a little bit. Plus they really wanted to go after that growth and that potential to really take the company to that next level. So about a year later, I, I continued to do a little project work for them. About a year later, they hit me up again. At this point, they had hired a new guy, chief commercial officer. So he came in and uh, and he he kind of vetted me out, did a couple projects with me, and then he said, "Hey, I know they had talked to you about this a while ago. Are you still interested? Because we're we're ready to make that move." Now. And uh, and this is how he got me. He goes, "We're about to be a hundred million dollar company." He goes, "In five years, we're going to triple that size and be a three hundred million dollar." And he goes, "And that's just the beginning." It got me. I was like, "Yeah, man, I want in. I want to be a part of that. Let's go." So yeah, so that was it. Uh, I wasn't looking for a change at that time, but at that time, kind of that passion thing we talked about earlier when he made that pitch and talked about that growth and that potential. I was, I got my juices flowing and I was like, yeah, yeah, let's go. I'm in. So yeah, so I, seven and a half years in, in higher education and I jumped over into logistics. And yeah, that was, that was almost five years ago. In fact, uh, here this fall will have been five years. How was that transition going from alumni changing every quarter and now you're, you're still changing, getting a lot of growth? At ITS, so how how was that transition for you? Yeah, well, I uh, it was it was a big change. I'm not gonna lie. I had learned a lot. I mean, now now multiple different industries, different levels of career, different positions. At this point, I'm feeling pretty confident in my abilities. I've learned a lot. I but I, I'm still. I still know there's so much more to learn. And I, I will say in the last five years, I have grown more professionally um, than I did in all of the other ones combined, probably if, if I'm being truthful. And this was a, this was my biggest stretch, my biggest reach. And then maybe that's what made me most excited about it. And I, I'll, I'll never forget the conversation. So the first year I was at the company, it's like I had a playbook and like, these are all the things you need to accomplish. And, and uh, it was all set out in front of me. And it was like, okay, rebrand re the whole company, make us look like that half a billion dollar company we want to be, you know, in five to 10 years. Cool. I know how to do that. Check. Redo our website. Our website, it's old, it's horrible, it's not great. Make us look like that big company. Let's, let's, all the new stuff, let's go and make it awesome. Cool. I know how to do that. Did it. Reintroduce us to the community. Let everyone know we're with this big, vibrant, growing company and here's the things we're doing and, and we're known nationally. So I could do that. Got PR, uh, built up all of our social media channels. So, so I got to do all those things, improving the internal and external communication, that kind of stuff. So I get through that, that my first, my first annual review and he's like, good job. Knocked out of the park first year. Awesome. Now what? Now what? Uh, okay. And so I, I kind of took that back and I really thought about it and I was like, I, 
I need to learn the industry. I've been going by on all the stuff I knew, regardless of industry. These are the things any company needs to do, especially if they're in growth mode. Now what? And I, I was like, I need to go learn about the industry. So that was two couple ways I could do that. And that one was was internally, right? When I, I could go and learn from all the people there at the company. Two was I need to go find out other people that do this and have been doing it and are probably a million times better at it in this industry than me. I need to go learn from that. And I know at some point you you, you guys talk about or want to talk about this later, but I can jump into it now. And, and I, I went out to the Google search, man. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, uh, logistics and marketing. Sure enough, there was actually an organization. It was called uh, TMSA. It was Transportation Marketing and Sales Association. And that's like, I, I it, what a niche little organization. But holy crap, it was exactly what I was looking for. So the second I found it, it's like I, I sent an email to the, the CEO and I was like, hey man, uh, tell me about this. When's your next thing? And he's like, oh, okay, you're in luck. We got one coming up here this summer. So I immediately went to my CEO. I was like, I'm going, I'm joining this organization. I'm going to this conference and I'm going to go learn. And that's ex exactly what I did. Who were some of your mentors along the way when you were getting into marketing and even thinking about, even if it was outside of marketing, uh, some of the influences that you had? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stick to the work ones. I'll try to, uh, let's see, in my very first one, the little advertising agency I worked at, uh, his name was Greg Mason. It was his company. I think the biggest thing I learned from him was like, kind of that do-it-all approach. Because you're a smaller company, you really do have to, I mean, there were sometimes I was doing mail runs and there were sometimes I was stuffing envelopes. Like we might've just created an uh, invitation for one of the big casinos, uh, New Year's events. And it was like all super intricate and we'd have we'd have a stuffing party. He'd order a bunch of beer and a bunch of pizza and we'd sit there for like eight hours and all hands on deck and we'd just be stuffing a little complicated invitations into the thing. But it was truly and, and then the next the next week I might be jumping on a plane with him to go pitch a, a new account. So it was um, it was be well versed, learn everything and do as much as you can and, and never never think that something's too small to do. And then I watched after that in healthcare, like I all the turnover I had the organization I was at there, I had always had my my directors of marketing were always women and something they all had in common and and i don't know if this is just women in general or maybe it's being in healthcare or a combination of but they were one all really good listeners and they were all really good at communication and then they really had uh, empathy which is something i don't know if i'd ever really thought of in the workplace environment you know in a professional setting but um they all taught that and they all displayed it and that's something to this day I, I've, I've i've kept with me so that was valuable lessons there and then all the change i talked about be able to roll the punches because it's never the same in in higher education that the, the the president that i reported to there because they were in in fundraising his his thing was just building relationships um, that's something he ingrained in me i think the entire time was there was no matter what you're doing and just make a relationship of it make it a make it a, a good something you can always call them up and ask them anything and they're going to be reciprocal and help you out and vice versa always help people out when they're looking for it so he was really strong on building relationships and i, I think we can all agree especially in marketing and sales that's that's huge right and i'd say lastly right now my current ceo um, the, the founders of, of ITS Logistics, Jeff, Dan, and Daryl, the, the three three founders there. God, man, they're just such, they're just good people. I guess that's the easiest way to say it. Good people do good business and, and create good companies. Seems pretty simple and straightforward, but that's, that's not all companies are like that. <laughs> they really are. They're just good people and they built a good company. And now that culture that they've been trying in is we're now taking to that next level and continuing to grow. And then um, and then my current CEO, he's my boss now. And um, I mean, first off, he's smart, he, but he really stays informed. He has a passion for the industry. He's always keeping up on it. He knows what's going on everywhere. Um, it's it's good that the guy that's running your company, that's he, he knows what's going on at all times. He's never blindsided. He He's not afraid to jump in and, and 
kind of work at all levels either. Um, he, he's, he's the high level guy, he's the visionary guy, but he also will jump down and help out, jump into a spreadsheet, dive in and find out what a problem is if, if, if someone needs help. So he's really good at that. Um, being evolved at every level and then something um, I think probably, probably the number one trait that he he displays pretty consistently and I really take from is collaboration and teamwork he's the CEO of the company I mean he can just run around and say do this because I said so but he doesn't he's like what's everybody think why should we do it this way what are you thinking what are you thinking and and that collaborative approach um, really makes everyone more invested in the process and, and the outcome no and also gives people uh, uh, the feeling that they have a, a voice and, and a say within how the director of the company goes right and that's power in itself so when you when, think about your team right and, and and how you want to develop your team and how you want to maybe pass on some of those attributes to them obviously empathy being one of them uh, but but how do you build that collaborative um, ecosystem for people to be involved in and to offer our thoughts and ideas and, and know that their voices and ideas matter well I think it would be trust and support again kind of going back to not only you're building relationships with people you might work with and customers potential customers but your, your direct co-workers the people that report to you build a good relationship build up trust and then support them. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, education, continue to learn, continue to support them and help them grow. Um, ask them where does they want to get in life and how do they want to get there and then and then play a role in that and, and see what you can do to get them there. Specifically, one of the one of the uh, girls that works with me now, it's like she's young and she's bright and she's she's excited to take on new things and learn new things. And, and it's I, I love to in any way, anytime she ever comes to me, like she she asked to be on, on, a, on a board recently. I was like, heck yeah, she wanted to be part of the organization. It was like, here you go. Sign up for it. Um, hey, there's a there's a conference coming up next week and it's going to be online. And I really think we could learn from it. Absolutely. Let's go. So I think I think just build, building a good relationship. So there's a trust factor helping them get to where they want to get to because then if they feel supported then they're, they're going to be a, a hell of a much better worker for you than if they're not how do you mix and blend your team together I, I want someone that offsets my weaknesses i think is the number one thing if you want a well-rounded team I, I don't want to go and get someone like me then they can just do more stuff like me i want someone that can i know what i want to get done and if i don't know it i want to make sure that they do that's a great point so yeah so there's there's a lot of new digital things digital avenues to go down in marketing um, that i know i don't know that well what do you think the future of like transportation marketing will look like next five, 10 years from now? Obviously you said digital, it's going more that way. Five to 10 years. I couldn't, God, the world's changed in six months. The things that I thought six months ago are different than what I think now. I don't know if I can go that far now, but I, I can say uh, uh, di digital. I mean, God, digital, digital, digital. It's like your website, your website should be such a focus. I mean, that's that's like your first handshake with a potential customer right now is your website, right? So so make sure it's a good one. And, and, and along those lines, SEO and SEM, I mean, search engine optimization, search engine marketing, those are massive because those get people to your site. We, I'm always having a constant battle. So SEO is, is basically put the information on your pages that are going to get ranked highly in Google so that people will come there, right? That's the man, as a storyteller, as a, as a writer, as someone who likes to tell a compelling message that doesn't always jive necessarily with what Google wants to see and what I want to say. So that's that's a battle for me constantly. But but that's a that's a huge focus. That's that's something everyone needs to do because not only do you have to give good compelling information for customers, potential customers, potential employers, whatever you're trying to put on your website. But man, if, if Google doesn't see it, it doesn't matter. And that's 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 the, the upside of the downside is you have to play that game, but you also still have to have really good, solid, compelling content. I would also say uh, social media presence. I mean. It, 
if I don't know who's still out there that's like, eh, we don't need a Facebook page <laughs> or I don't need a LinkedIn profile for our company. You got to play that game. And it's it's becoming so, so huge. And, and I really do mean, and when I say social media, by and large, I mean, Facebook and LinkedIn for a business setting for logistics. I, I Twitter doesn't do anything for us really professionally. Um, Instagram obviously is coming on Snapchat, God forbid. There's there's always stuff out there. But but Facebook and LinkedIn are absolutely valuable assets to your company. You have to build out that presence. Facebook is such a wonderful way to show other people your company culture. Like I just people even if even, even a potential customer is going to go to my website. Okay, yeah, you do your services. Great. I'm going to go check out their Facebook page, see what they're like as a company. And if they come across there and you you're silent or you have nothing going on or you have no personality, then they might be like, yeah, maybe I don't want to work with those guys. Um, truly. So you 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 have to embrace those and you have to use them. Well, so but Facebook just confirms what your website says, right? If you talk about culture and people and and, and being a family atmosphere, yet you have no no family events tied to your Facebook, no no pictures of kid, newborn babies, things like that. I mean, just it just it just offsets your message, right? Well, to your point, it makes them think like, well, are they being truthful, or just show me what I want to see, and not exactly. and, and not not showing me exactly who they are. Well, is a perfect example of is our our highest rated Facebook post of the year was a post about, and, and I've done. I, I hate this is I hate to say this, admit this, but I've done all kinds of really cool marketing things and new SEO articles talking about this great thing here and i'm like yeah those are really cool and they do okay but man we we put up one um we we recently our, our company is only 20 years old and our our first driver um that we ever signed still works with us and we just celebrated his 20th anniversary so we just had a little party thanking him about how awesome he was and that it's i, I don't know like sixty thousand people or sixty thousand you know uh, impressions for that and it's, so yeah so but that's the kind of thing that when when someone getting the company out for a customer or to work with us or whatever they come and see that's the kind of thing that i'm, I'm happy for them to look at and go okay that's a real company and they care about their people. Internally for us, that's kind of been the same same response, right? I mean, we can we can cultivate these crafted, r- very relevant messages, but it's the things that people can really empathize and not not sympathize, not feel sorry, but really put themselves and say, man, that's cool that a company uh, recognizes their employees. I mean, we all want to be recognized. You know, that's 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 the, the basis of our foundation is to, to want to be recognized, want to be appreciated. And so it, it should be simple, you know, it should be it should be really simple to put to have that that kind of mentality, but it's really hard. I know especially for, for guys like you and marketing who want to be sure that relevancy and show that, that you're competent in your ability to solve problems, complex, you know, solve problems for customers. But, but a, a post recognizing an employee takes off like a rocket ship. To the point you made earlier, it's exactly right. It's like you can talk about your values and, hey, we're a great company and this is our values and we're awesome. But man, fa- Facebook or social media in general is a way to actually show your people and, and what you care about and what as a company your, your priorities are. Spinning it forward, you know, what do you think people that are looking to get into marketing uh, should be doing right now to prepare themselves for a type of role uh, in thin transportation and, and maybe what they should be exposed to or be thinking about or, or be ready to take on once they get into the role? Boy, marketing, they should probably just run away. Nobody likes marketing. We get everyone's crap. Don't never stop learning. I mean, really dive into the industry, learn whatever you can, talk to you. They're all the really smart people in your organization, all your subject matter experts. Learn, 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 because only then can you really know how to market it to other people. So yeah, I guess that'd be the first one. Never, never stop learning. Make yourself as, as knowledgeable as you can at every chance. Um, two, uh, join a peer group, right? I mean, that that was TMSA for me. Um, and it's been a huge help, not only to learn the industry, um, but 
and honestly become better at marketing, not just industry specific stuff, but, but generally, hey, how to do my job better. Like I, I've met so many good, knowledgeable, sharing people um, that it's it's only made me better. So 100% recommend do that. And then at the end of the day, I mean, don't forget, you're telling a story, you're building trust, you're, you're building relationships with people. So yeah, it, it, that's authenticity is what marketing is all about. I mean, one, you, you hope you have a really good service and a good product. <laughs> But if you do, then it's just about finding people's pain points, finding where they're where they where they need help, and, and showing them how you can help. And then and then just doing what you say you're going to do. Be a, be a person of your words. And then if you if you can do all that, you will you'll do well in marketing, and you and you'll do well in transportation. So first, you know, I, I want to thank you for your your time. I'll tell a story about how we met. I mean, we met at the, the transportation sales and marketing conference, and we we hit it off. And to your point earlier, we shared in the struggles of sales and marketing and transportation. We had like pains and like ideals about things. And so I thought it was it was very important as we launched this, this podcast to get people like you who first are passionate about the industry, um, who care about what they do, who care about helping others. I think that that's probably the one thing that impressed me the most during our conversation was like, you weren't trying to be secretive about what you experienced or things that challenging for you, but being open and honest. And, and I think it's, it's a reflection of the TMSA and what they've strived to do to, to be as inclusive and open uh, and, and create open dialogue for everybody that's attending and share in, in some experiences and, and, and give some tips to help each other evolve uh, over. So I really thank you and, and appreciate you, you know you being able to, to, to be a, a sounding board as, as well as a podcast guest now. Absolutely, man. It was it was great meeting you. It was great doing this. And uh, yeah, I, I shout out again to TMSA. In full, full disclosure, I, I've gained so much from being a part of that for the last three years that I actually joined the board this year. Congratulations, man. So I put, I put my money where my mouth is and I told everyone how great this organization was and they were finally like, hey, you seem really like this do you want to join and take part and do more and i was like yeah sign me up man i'm in let's go so just to recap, I think a couple of things I took away from our conversation today is is one we talked about early on is, is being able to, to be adaptable, right? I mean, you know, there's there's power in in finding ways to learn at, at, at all stages, but also being able to adapt to any situation um, and and put your best foot forward while doing it. Um, the next thing is, is you know you found what gave you juice. You know that's you know something we talked about in previous episodes. Uh, actually, our last episode with Brent Abear from our company is is finding what gives you juice, uh, understanding that you grow better where you where you bloom at. Um, and, and that's that, that gives you the ability to attack the day and want to attack the day over and over again. Uh, and the last thing is networking, right? I mean, being able to network internally and externally um, to build those relationships, uh, to 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 find new ways to challenge yourself or at least articulate some challenge that you may have to people that are in your industry by networking and and, and, and building uh, rapport and relationships with those those individuals helps you out in the long term. So uh, again, Pat, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Absolutely. Matt, AP, thanks a lot, guys. Talk yeah, thanks, uh, Patrick. I appreciate you sharing the, the leadership skills that you saw from your leaders about being authentic, being good listeners, communicating. So all that stuff uh, helps us in our podcast, our listeners. So again, appreciate it. Have a good day. Be safe out there. Thanks again to Patrick McFarland for sharing his story. You can connect with Patrick via LinkedIn. The link to his bio is in the show notes. You can also connect with us via the links in the show notes to our LinkedIn profiles as well as the Driving Force podcast page. We'd love to get your feedback on the show. Please like, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Give us a rating. Let us know what you think. On next week's episode, we talked to Jeffrey McCollum. He's the Area Operations Manager for Dupre Logistics. We're excited to have him. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, you're closer to your destination than when you started. Don't look back. Don't turn back. Keep moving. Keep pushing. Keep pushing.